Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is uh, July the 10th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Leading off today, the first segment is entitled uh, Washington Redskins Name Change Ideas. Um, The one that's getting the most publicity is the Washington Warriors, which I don't have a problem with. Um, I think that's a pretty good name. Um, I mean, let's be honest, man. This name change should have been done you know, decades ago, you know, it never should have been the Redskins anyway, and really, I don't like any native inhabitant names being used as, um, mascots, um, for any teams, because you don't see anything called the Caucasians, or the Negroes. I mean, we, you, you have seen black people get vilified as far as nicknames, but not. I mean, they haven't been bold enough to put it like on pro teams. I mean, it just shows the lack of respect for, um, you know, the native native uh, inhabitants or indigenous people of this land. Um, I think if you have something like the Seminoles and it's approved by that particular um, indigenous um, race, then fine. I mean, if you got something like the Chippewas or the Seminoles or um, the Aztecs, you know, things of that nature, then and it's approved through that particular uh race of people then i don't i don't have a problem with it but like braves indians uh redskins chiefs um i mean chiefs are not really that bad because that's just a reference a chief can reference anything um so i don't really consider that but I'm, you got to keep in mind, I'm black. So, I mean, uh, native um, inhabitant of this land, you know, their ancestors might consider that uh, racist. So, but getting back to the Washington Redskins, uh, I like the Warriors. Um I can't really think of anything. Uh, maybe it can be something political, like they got the senators and the capitals. Um, maybe I don't know. Washington Electric, Washington Elect Electorials. I don't know, man. Like the Orioles, Electorials. Um, maybe they could bring the bullets back, Washington bullets. Um, 
Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Washington Sabres. Um, Washington Wolverines. That's got a nice ring to it. Um, the Washington Presidents. The Washington Presidentials. The Washington Navigation. I don't know. Just some ideas to throw out there. Food for thought. But let's be honest. This name change should have happened years ago. So let me know what you think about that. Um, that I, Those ideas. And how do you feel about the name change. Um, next segment is entitled. Will Lamar Jackson be the next $500 million quarterback? I think so. But he needs to change his uh, running style. Or I'm sorry, his playing style. History tells us that it's not sustainable that you're going to be able to play as a running quarterback for a long time in this league. You run when you have to. Um, you don't just run just to run. Um so I think from year one to year two, he improved tremendously. Um, from year two to year three, and this is this is uh, is this year three or year four for him? It might be year four. Let me look it up. Cause I want to say he came out in two thousand seventeen. Okay, no, he came out in 2018. Okay, yeah, so this is year three. So, yeah, he, I mean, his, basically, as his first year as the full-time starter, I mean, he, he, he went for 3,100 yards, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, 113 QB rating. That's, that's a tremendous jump. So, um, you know, year three, man. I think he's going to be even better. You win the league MVP your second year in the league. I think he's going to be fine, man. Um, but like I said, I would like to see him run less and throw more. Um, a lot of teams slept on this guy, man, and they still hating on him. You know, me, you know, this being a, a Florida State Gold Nose podcast, we know firsthand about Lamar Jackson. So I got a tremendous amount of respect for him. Um, so, and I actually, I'm still mad that we didn't recruit him. I'm still mad that Jimbo Fisher didn't recruit him uh, way back when. 
So I really do think that um, you know, this guy is gonna be, you know, one of the best players, and he probably will get that five hundred million dollar contract. No doubt about it. Um, if he really shows improvement, like he did from year one to year two, and he he improves tremendously again in year three, you gotta pay him. I don't think you pay him Mahomes type money, but um. I, I I look the more you look at Mahomes' contract, the more you say it's a bad deal. You know, I just want I don't want those many years. Give me four years. Give me uh four years, I don't know, a hundred and twenty million and fully guaranteed a deal. That's what I want. Cause you 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 know, Mahomes is not making fifty million a season. That thing is structured. It's a team-friendly deal. So, um, you know, if if Lamar Jackson has smart representation, you don't do a deal like that unless it's structured that he's going to make all of the money and they can't just get out of the deal when the, when the big money is – when it's time for the big money to be paid. So – um, let me know what you think about this this uh, second segment, man. Um, moving on to the Florida State stuff. Uh, Deion Sanders, man. I always talk about Deion Sanders on this podcast. He helped put Florida State on the map. I was watching some of his uh, highlights uh, last night. And um, just uh, which, which um, receiver did you enjoy? Dion going up against the most. Dion versus Jerry Rice. Dion versus Michael Irvin. Or Dion versus Chris Carter. And there's numerous others, man. I I seen him go up against T.O. You know, I was doing my um research for this podcast. And I seen one where he was going up against T.O., man. And, you know, T.O. got him a couple of times. I think it was T.O.'s second year in the league. Third year in the league or something like that. 1998. So that would have been his second year, third year in the league. And uh, uh, Terrell Owens just uh, hit him with the uh, crackback block. And uh, Deion fell on the ground. He was clapping. And um, Deion could be physical when he wanted to be. Because later on in that, in that game, I mean... Steve Young floated the ball out there. And my boy Dion just closed on it with one hand and intercepted it. But it, it the Cowboys got called for offsides. And it, it was it was a spectacular play. Um But um out of those three guys, Jerry Rice, Michael Irvin, Chris Carter, the one that I enjoyed the most, and this receiver really got off on him in that game was the uh nfc championship and um i want to say it was 1996 against michael irvin i mean just a classic and um you know Dion should have been flagged for pass interference when he stuck his arm out so michael irvin couldn't go and get that ball and let, let's clear something up about michael irvin michael irvin uh, was a fast receiver. A lot of people said he was slow. No, my friend. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. 
and that man was fast and physical the most physical receiver in nfl history and this is this noted about his drug habits uh, that was a joke but you know michael Irvin is all, all jokes aside one of the fastest receivers that was out there deceptively very deceptively people really underestimated his speed but nobody under, underestimated his physicality dbs you was not gonna you know be physical and jam him up that dude was a beast he was gonna give you a beat down so out of those three i enjoyed michael Irvin. jerry rice would probably be next um he had some battles with jerry rice man um and Dion won most of them, in my opinion. You know, Dion won the individual battle, but more most of the time, um, San Francisco won the game. Um, they used to be in the same division back in the day. They had the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC West, which was just insane to me. But um, but um. Then I would say Chris Carter. There's a there's a uh, matchup when um, when Randy Moss Dallas went to Minnesota and Minnesota came to Dallas and Dion rarely got matched up against Moss. I mean that was the matchup everybody wanted to see, um, but it was usually Dion against Chris Carter and uh, that was a pretty good matchup as well. So uh, let me know what you think about that segment. Next segment, can the helmet covering work for Florida State and college football? Um, I seen a video on it this morning. Um, it looks like it, they got the face shield with it. The, um, the thing that covers the face mask all the way under the face mask to the neck. It, it looks like it'll work. I mean, the guy who was, you know, modeling the uh helmet and mask he said it was breathable the face mask wasn't fogging i mean um uh, the face shield wasn't covering uh fogging up excuse me um so you know you can do this okay so that's gonna help you while you're playing the game what about when you're uh, off the field so that's gonna you're gonna have to socially distance on the sideline and you're going to have to wear a mask on the sideline. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, you really going to have to use the whole side, the whole 100 yard sideline to socially distance. And. Um, you know, wear a mask. So, I mean, this can work. With discipline, this thing can work. I don't think you can bring fans back um, just yet. I think you're probably looking at next season at bringing fans back if you can somehow conquer this uh, pandemic. But um, we'll have to see, man. But I say thumbs up on the season. So hopefully they'll do it. Um, last segment for this episode, um, Jimbo Fisher on probation at Texas A&M. 
um, recruiting violations. Um, I'm not going to jump up and down because you do have, uh, you know, players that came to Texas A&M to play. But I will say that, hey, for Florida State, go poach them guys, man. Let's get some more guys. Um, Texas Texas A&M was placed on probation for a year, and Jimbo Fisher was given a six-month show cause order after he and the program were found to have violated NCAA recruiting and athletic-related rules. And this was on July the second. Um, like I like I always say, I always try to wait like a week or so to speak on a subject. Cause I don't. This isn't a show where I try to come on here and act like I'm some kind of recruiting analyst or insider, or I'm trying to break news. I'm not trying to do that. I just, when it's something really important, I'll speak on it. But just football related stuff, I'll wait. Cause like when I first started doing this podcast, I had a lot of hate coming towards me. Like I was trying to be like. No other podcast and I'm not My show is different So um, You know I feel sorry for the players But um, At Texas A&M But Florida State Go try to go get some of them guys man Cause they're like They get instant um, Eligibility when they transfer Um, when, When the school and the coach Violate the rules They get instant Eligibility So you could go get Kellen Mond man You go get Kellen Mond Quarterback You know he upgraded our quarterback situation Instantly Um, So that's going to conclude This episode I hope you enjoyed it It's available on YouTube It's available on all podcast platforms Uh, Please wear a mask Please social distance Please be aware of your surroundings Um, Thank you for listening um what else do you research on flu and respiratory viruses and um as always go nose